Hello, welcome to the monthly Skill Bites show where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skillbytes author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, our guest is Jackie Lappin, a leader in helping leaders, authors, coaches, speakers, and messengers connect with their next followers around the globe. Jackie provides resources and guidance through her Speakertunity programs and regional directories that get changemakers booked for speaking engagements, radio shows, podcasts, and virtual summits across North America. Her clients have included Don Miguel Ruiz, Dr. Joe Batali, James Twyman, Dennis Lynn, sorry, Denise Lynn, Ariel Ford, Hay House, and more. Jackie has personally booked more than 10,000 interviews and speaking engagements over the past years, and she's here today to share her wisdom with us. There are people out there waiting to hear you. They need what you offer, your inspiration, guidance, wisdom, coaching, books, and products. The only barrier for them becoming your next client or raving fan is they just don't know about you. In order to grow your business, you have to be visible. You must reach out to these new prospects where they already are, at events, meetings, venues, on radio and virtual summits. Jackie, welcome to the Skill Bites Show. I'm excited to have you here to help people get more visible. Thank you, Judy. I'm really delighted to be here. And I'm excited to be able to hopefully bring some useful information to your authors and leaders. That would be great. Well, let's start off. Uh, can you tell me how you got into this business? Interesting. Um, I actually started out as one of the first women sports writers in America. Um, and at uh, 20, I was at the Detroit Free Press. 21, I was at the Associated Press and on the front pages of the LA Times. And at 22, I was at the Washington Post. Wow. I went on to have one of the largest sports special events and cable TV PR agencies in America. Um, and with an incredible world-class list. And I did that for about 20 years. Um, I wrote two books in personal growth, and about that time, one was uh, um, uh, called The Art of Conscious Creation, and I'm proud to say just went up on Audible, and the other one is called Practical Conscious Creation. That was uh, the best spiritual book of the year at the International Middle Age Trade Show, um, and in the process, I realized two things. The media had changed. It wasn't much fun anymore. I wasn't interested in doing publicity to, on social media. And secondly, um, I really felt that I wanted to serve the people of the world that were making it a better place through their books and their teachings, et cetera. And that's when I changed my company over to Conscious Media Relations, where I have been doing radio podcast tours for authors and leaders for the last um, 12 years, where we introduced them to 9,000 radio shows and podcasts at any one time and guarantee a minimum of 30 interviews in our top two programs. And along the way, about five years ago, some of them kept saying, well, can you book me for speaking engagements? And I'd say, I don't want to do that, but I know where they all are. Why don't I just tell you where they are? And that was born Speakertunity. 
and speaker tunity is uh, the 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 speaker and leader resource company where we provide contacts direct contacts for people to book themselves plus all the tools and resources and the strategies in order to do that so that they're effective and either they can do booking for themselves or they can have a virtual assistant or assistant do it. But we've cut their time down so much that they don't have to do any of that research themselves and we've given them all kinds of shortcuts. So that's how I got to being the proprietor of both Conscious Media Relations and Speakertunity. Wow, that sounds like a terrific resource. Um, maybe share a few of those shortcuts that um, that you offer to your subscribers to that program. What are some of the shortcuts that can help people get those opportunities? Um, well, in terms of the resources that we offer, we have a subscription services um, called Speakertunity Speaker Leads, where we give leaders uh, leads all over North America, a couple in their market in every directory, hopefully within driving distance. Um, then we give them 40 different radio shows and podcasts under Speakertunity Radio Insider that they can pitch themselves to. And the next one is Speakertunity Summits, where we give them virtual summits with open guest presenter seats and giveaways that are looking for collaborative partners. I'm especially proud of our Speakertunity Cities, where we give people up to 1,800 speaker leads just in their market alone in four categories. Business. Um, 50 individual um, subcategories by industry, ethnicity, and gender. Uh, all the service groups, everything from Rotary to Seroptimus. Then the next thing is uh, the consumer. So if you want moms or healthcare, uh, um, health and wellness support groups or seniors or parenting or military or other special interest groups and bookstores, libraries, and hospitals. And lastly, spiritual. So we have unities and centers for spiritual living and faith-faith groups and consciousness. All of that comes in one directory. And then we've started doing a TEDx directory for people and it, you know, so that they can find them easily wherever they, uh, what's in proximity to them, which are virtual and which are live. Um, also, <coughs> excuse me, we've got, ooh, we've got a, um, a new directory that gives them virtual networking opportunity, which is the new hot thing that's what people are doing uh, to get collect clients, uh, get on virtual networking opportunities and introduce themselves in their books and attract people to either uh, buy or download or have a, a post event meeting with them. So we've got over 150 of those that we've identified and about 40 of those are just for women. And then we have um, something I'm really excited about, which is um, speaker tunity sheets, which gives people um, the ability we do design their speaker one sheets or their podcast introduction sheet. So if you want to get onto a podcast, this is one of the things you'd send the host and uh, we, you, they can pick from a template, select their colors and fill in the form. And then we can turn around to them really quickly. So those are some of the things. Um, and we can talk as we go about along on this journey, a little bit more about the techniques and the strategies and some of the tips that will help make those uh, really effective. Right. Well, that's actually where I was going next. If you could share some of the tips, you you provide all these resources, but then if it's not implemented properly, then it's not going to lead to the bookings that uh, the people are going to desire. So, so, so why don't I talk about them by category? Why don't we talk about for stages initially? Okay. Now we're talking about virtual and uh, live stages because uh, right now, the the virtual stages are plentiful 
and the live stages will be coming back and people are already starting to plan them for the end of the year if you're looking for conferences. But there are local meetings and venues and associations that are meeting all the time. So when you go to pitch yourself, <clears throat> there's a couple of things. The first thing is you really should have a good speaker one sheet. And I'll tell you what goes into a speaker one sheet um, is a biography that and a headline that point to what problem do you solve for this audience? Your credentials are secondary. What's really important here is what you're going to do to change the outcome for that audience. What's keeping them on the up nights that you can fix. Um, then in addition to your bio and your headline, that's going to address that. You're going to have several testimonials as to why you're fantastic as a speaker, as a presenter. And then next, you're going to have the presentations and you need to have snappy titles for your presentation. We recommend that you have three. Because if you only have one if arrow in your quiver, it had better be a bullseye. But if you give people choice, then depending on what who their audience is, they're going to resonate with probably one of those three. So you, you want to have three presentations and you want to have first an, a snappy title, an opening paragraph about the overall um, presentation and what it's gonna be on. And then you wanna have about three to five bullet point takeaways. What are the things that people will learn? Your audience will discover, your audience will learn. Um, they will go away with. So when you give them those kinds of takeaways, it's very specific and gives that, that uh, speaker booker a really good idea of what they want. Now, there are some things that you should have in order before you actually start booking yourself besides your speaker one sheet. You should have a good contemporary website. And we're talking one that's horizontal in nature, mostly pictures and a limited number of words, uh, and not one of those old fashioned ones that are from the 19, you know, 90s that, you know, is, is mostly vertical. Um, it, 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 because the first thing that the host is going to do is go look you up at your, at your website. And if they don't see something contemporary, they're going to write you off right away. Another thing is you need to have good photographs of you that are now also contemporary. I know we're all a little vain and it's easier to use the pictures from 10 years ago. But if you've got gray hair now and you had brown hair then, there is an, an authenticity disconnect when you show up looking really different. So I'm not saying you can't do a little Photoshopping, that's okay, but you really wanna have good current photos in all of the materials. You also wanna have a good free offer. And this is really important because um, some, some stages, they might pay you and they are few and far between. Let's be real honest about that. Uh, most stages are going to be one of two others, which one, which is enroll from the stage, which is me. You make an offer to somebody and explain, this is what I can do to help you at the next leg of your journey. Would you like to join me in this? Um, and it doesn't need to be very salesy. It can simply be an offer in, in inclusion and an opportunity. Um, and so um, then you will be able to have a program that you can actually offer and then have them buy um, it, there on site. Or the other option is to make a free offer. Some stages don't let you actually 
uh, uh, do a, uh, you know, a paid offer. So you can walk in with a free offer. Now you don't want to, you, yes, you can, in, in, in many cases, they will let you sell your book. Some cases they won't, but you don't want to let them leave that room without having a connection with you so that you can continue to follow up with them for future books or future programs or whatever. So you have to give some things that they will give you your name, their name and email for, and it has to be really irresistible. So it's, uh, it's what we call an, a lead magnet, a lead generation magnet. And so you need to have something great which with a simple and easy um, URL, not something complicated, um, something really simple. Uh, and sometimes you can just buy a domain just for that particular uh, I, uh, uh, product that you're gonna offer, this free, free uh, information product. And then give them an opportunity to actually opt in for that and then continue. You can also offer a free consultation that will do that. Um, and so there are lots of different things that you can offer free that will get them in the door. So you need to have that all ready to go so that when you're on stage, either you can give it to them orally or you can put it on your slides where you can get them in the door. And the next thing I was going to tell you is that you need to have enough books because a lot of times somebody will say, oh, I got an opening on Thursday. Can you come and I'm either going to buy all the books for everybody in the room or I, you can sell your books and you think, oh, damn. I don't have enough and it's going to take me two, two months, weeks to get them from Amazon. And so you have to have a solid number of books in hand before you ever walk out that door or before you, in case that you should ever have to walk out that door with books in hand. So those are some of the things that you need to have prepped. Now, the next thing when you're going to picture put yourself for speaking engagements is you need a good proposal letter. So, and that proposal letter should have a couple things in it. It should, again, explain what it is that you're gonna to bring to this audience and why you would be a great uh, uh, person for this audience. Now, keep in mind, you should know who you're pitching to. Don't just throw a wide net and expect everybody to respond. Make sure that it is the, the kind of organization that has your target audience in it. And so that when you write that pitch letter, it's really relevant to them. And you might even have been to their website and reference other speakers they'd had uh, or things that they've been doing and, you know, make it as personalized as possible. If you know somebody that that, that booker knows in common, you might want to mention their name, et cetera. But so, so initially you propose what it is that you're going to speak on. Then you talk a little bit about your background and biography, but keep it short because you're going to say to them, please see my speaker one sheet. And that's gonna give them all the rest of the details. And then the other key thing that would be great to have with this, and it, you know, a lot of times this is challenging to get, especially in today, uh, when you're not necessarily speaking on live stages, you're only speaking on a Zoom, um, but you like to have some great video which shows how well you present. Um, and if you can have three to five minutes, you don't need to give them a half hour's worth. Give them three to five minutes, edit it up so they can see how you present, how you engage with the audience, how exciting you are on stage, virtually or live. That's going to help get them to say yes. Um, and so that's basically, you know, the, the tools that you would offer if you're actually trying to get yourself book or speaking engagements. Um, I'm going to take a breath here, Judy, and, and should we go on to talk about radio shows and podcasts next? 
yes, but I have um, a question for you on the freebie versus paid offer. Mm -hmm. Which are you finding is more effective and uh, what types of offers are you finding working better than others? Well, the first thing is um, there. it's always preferable if you can make a, 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 an offer from the stage uh, to get them in immediately, if you can. But you also have to be fairly adept at presenting it. And you need to create real value. Um, you have to you have to really explain what the value of this is, what they're going, why they should do it, what they what will get, and what will be the outcome, and then the cost related to it, and whether there are any bonuses, and it's, and, it, but, and whether there is a limitation on it. Obviously, people will respond more immediately if they know that there's scarcity, they can't get it after today, or the price goes up after today, or there's only a number of, you know, you're only going to give, give three, you know, the only, there's only spot for three people in your program. So there's certain things that you can build into it to trigger people to say yes right away. And so the offer uh, needs to have great value it needs to address something that people obviously um, have a need for. It needs to be presented in a way that it's exciting and they and convinced that it's going to fill that need for them. And then it has to be priced affordably for that particular audience. So when you, you know, obviously if you come in with a $5,000 program and your audience is a group of uh, single moms that are struggling, that's not gonna fly. So it really needs to be matched to the audience that you're presenting to. Um, and sometimes, you know, depending on your audiences, you can have a higher pro a price program for one group and a lower price program for another, but actually a better strategy is to give everybody a lower price program. And then after they've had some experience with you, offer them a higher price program so they can move into that level. Um, and at that point, they're more willing to because they've already got great value from you on the lower price program. Does that make so sense? Your suggestion is is not to do the free offer, but to offer something that is that has a price to it, but the price is very low compared to the value that the person's getting. That is exactly right. If you can, that's uh, that's the best way to get them in the door. You know, but the reason that you make free offers a lot of times is just simply because the organization will not let you sell. And so you have, this is an alternate way to get them into your community. Gotcha. But don't write it off as, some of the, one of the problems is some people will stick their nose in the air and say, well, you know, if I can't, if I'm only going to make a free offer, there's no point that I'm going to waste my time. That is exactly not true you can actually grow a huge and substantial business by making a free offer and getting people in the, in the door. Whether, whether that's an, a, just a lead magnet or a, an offer to, opportunity to do a free consultation of some kind. Okay, very good. And so, here's another point for you. Yeah. You can actually make a ton more money doing selling from the stage and rolling from the stage, then you actually can with fixed and pay, fixed uh, um, 
paid engagements where they say, okay, I'm going to pay you $2,000 or $5,000 to show up. When in fact, you can make a, t you know, tens or dollars $15,000, you know, when you're in a room with people and you can sell them a program. Right. Yeah. I think I took a speaking course with a gal who um, only takes speaking engagements where she can sell from the stage rather than the uh, paid speaking because she can make so much more from her offers. Exactly. Most, most professional, unless you're at the highest level and you're, you know, like a major motivational speaker or you, you know, corporate trainer kinds of things, and you're getting, you know, 10 or $20,000 in an engagement, almost everybody else, you know, is, if, if, and have a fully booked schedule, um, most everybody else is going to make more money doing it the other way. Okay, so how is um, getting booked for speaking on stage or virtual different from getting a radio interview or a podcast or some of the other opportunities? Well, in most cases, what it's going to mean is you're going to have to be much more interactive. You're going to have to um, set up ways to engage the audience. Uh, in other words, you're going to want to uh, do exercises, breakout rooms, um, <coughs> polls, a lot of the different tools that Zoom allows you to use to get more engagement. I, I also heard one of a, the top speaker trainers in the country recently say that um, your keynotes, if you, you know, if you did all keynotes in the past, uh, were 90 minutes in front of a big conference room. Now, maximum, it's 45 minutes, but it's also 30 minutes worth of actual teaching and educating and another 15 minutes worth of activities and interaction. So those are some of the key things that will drive more the the virtual speaking now a little bit more than what was in the past. Um, and uh, obviously you need to be concerned about your background and your lighting and, and sound and all those kinds of things that, you know, you didn't have to be uh, previously. When you're doing a podcast, a podcast is much more of a one-on-one -on -one with the host, um, like we're doing right now where you uh, have an opportunity to really interact with each other. Um, you can even do webinars, which, you know, you can show slides while you're having that conversation with somebody. Um, because today, I would say a good 50 to 60% of podcasts are also video casts. And that enables you to be able to being physically addressing the people as well as, um, as just audio wise, <laughs> excuse me. And in fact, um, when you are having those conversations with people, you need to, you need, when you're booking yourself, I should say for a podcast, you need to ask the question, is this audio, is this video? Because you don't wanna show up thinking it's audio in your pajamas and get a big surprise. Right. Yes, that would be a very big surprise if you show up in pajamas and it turns out to be uh, visual or video. Um, that would not be a good situation. Yeah, so you want to really be prepped and know what you got. And, you know, one of the good things is you should have 
good lighting. <clears throat> so I have a simple ring light, you know, the kind that you get for selfie. And I just put it, <coughs> excuse me, and I just put it behind my, uh, my screen so that I'm well lit and people can see me. <clears throat> and you can get them for like 35 bucks on Amazon. So it's well worth doing just to make sure that any of your video casts are are well lit and people can see you. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty reasonable. Um, and so yeah, no, it is. It's it's really inexpensive. Um, so in your podcasts, uh, you need to make sure that you obviously have. Um, you know, given the host, uh, what we call a, a media kit, um, and a media kit should include certain things like um, a discussion of what it is that you're going to talk about. Um, it should include a bio, full bio on you. It should include a, a um, four to five paragraph on-air introduction that people will read when they introduce you on the air. And then we propose that you have 20 questions because um, in the old days when it was just broadcast radio and the interviews were five to 10 minutes long, you could get away with five to 10 questions. In today's world, <clears throat> most of these interviews are an hour. So in fact, you absolutely want to have enough questions in case those interviews go long. So, um, so you wanna have enough so that they can pick and choose. Um, and then the last thing, and when we do a media kit for one of our radio podcasts or clients, we um, all also include what we call the learn more page. And that is how the public can engage with you in bullet point. And that might be a, um, you know, it'll be if, the, if the, the, the information on the book, it'll be any programs or free offers or anything else that you are offering coaching programs and then you want to include your social media links and your website. So, you know, you want to, the whole point of a media kit is forestall the host from saying, well, can you give me this? Can you give me this? Can you give me this? If you put all that into your media kit along with a photograph, a digital a, a JPEG photograph, then you've pretty much given them everything they need to do that. Now, if you're going to get pitched on a podcast, what you need is a pitch letter, and you might want to back it up with a podcast introductory sheet. But a pitch letter um, basically has some of the same elements we were talking about in the speaker one sheet. It basically tells them what it is that you're going to do that or talk about that is going to create new vision, new hope, new opportunities, um, solve the problem of the listener. Yes, it can be entertaining. It can be a memoir with a message. It can be a pow empowering story. <clears throat> um, there are lots of different ways to get into that pitch letter. You might key it to holidays or um, something that's going on in society. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Rachel Divide is a big issue today. It was Me Too a couple of years ago. It's always climate change. You know, whatever you're talking about, can you tie it to something in the news that's also going to make it more newsworthy and, and, and empowering? But people's individual, individual human interest stories are a lot of, of, of great ways to, to get a host interested in having you on. So the other um, 
so the other point um, of, of that pitch letter is to basically, um, it, you know, encapsulate your, your, your um, achievements or your credentials. And one of the best and fastest way to establish your credentials is to say, I am the author of, and then if the title doesn't explain it, give them the title and then a little bit of an explanation of what the book is on. <clears throat> um, and so that's really imperative. And the last thing is the call to action. You know, I would love to be on your show. Would you consider me, et cetera, and make sure you give them your website or any other um, validating information. But, uh, and, and then say, you know, if you have a, a podcast introductory sheet and you'll see my, my, my podcast sheet with it. <clears throat> and that gives more more detail on your bio. It talks about all the different topics that you can address. If there's a multitude of topics under your subjects, your main subject matter, um, and uh, and it makes you look like a real pro when you have one of those. Um, same thing with a speaker one sheet. It, they set you apart from every most of the other people that they get by saying, "Hey, this person's really a cut above." Um, so that's, you know, what goes into an empowering pitch letter when you're proposing yourself for a host. And then the key thing for that is figuring out where you're going to be sending it. And, and that's kind of the same thing that we were talking about with speaking engagements. And, and you know, you have to have the right target audience. So in, with radio and podcasts, you have broadcast radio, which is everything that's on the air. And if you want to find those, then you can... Um, go to the ra Google radio stations in your market, <clears throat> go to the station website, see what shows are locally based. A lot of um, radio stations these days are running a lot of national content, but the easiest in is going to be local show stations. And so see if you can find the sh available shows that are produced locally. It might be a morning show, might be a health show, might be a woman's show, something like that. And then look for who the host or producer is. <clears throat> the bigger shows will have producers, smaller ones, the host will be the producer. And if, if their email is not on the website, well, then you have to do the old fashioned thing, get on the phone and call and find out what the email for that person is. Um, the next thing is if you wanna get on internet radio, do not write these up. They are still a powerful um, compendium of shows and they can be vertically oriented. You can have the big the big aggregators like Blog Talk and Voice America that have individual channels that fulfill certain genre criteria. So if you just want women's or you just want this or you just want that. Um, or you can go look for specific uh, internet radio networks that have all kinds of shows pertaining to that. Like BBS is spiritual or healthylife.net is obviously health or women for women is obviously women or business talk network all of that clearly you can see what the subject matter is that they're offering then you can data mine that they're just individual ones <clears throat> for who the hosts and and the shows are the next is podcasts <clears throat> and it gets a little bit more difficult with podcasts because with podcasts they it, you, the way to find them is to go to what they call podcatchers, which are places like Apple Podcast or I, uh, or iHeartRadio or Spotify, and then lots of smaller ones. But if you go there again, you're going to look for the channels, and they're going to tell you what all the the shows are. But when you go to those pages, they never have contact information. 
So you're going to then have to go find that individual host's personal email address and through their own website. So you're going to go to their website. You might, the show itself might have a website. And look there and see if they either have a submission form or if they have an email or phone. And if they don't, then the next best thing is actually to put your pitch letter into the contact sheet or ask for what email or how to submit to them and get that information back. So that's how you get a hold of podcast folks. And, uh, and of course, our speaker tunity radio insider will kind of shortcut that all for you. You can, we will give you 40 a month that will keep you busy uh, pitching yourself to those. So it's a whole lot easier when you do that. So why don't we take one quick second and see if you have any questions and then I can talk about virtual summits. So we have, you mentioned that you have this pitch letter. Uh, I'm assuming it's a pretty similar pitch letter, whether it's a podcast or broadcast radio or internet radio. Is, is it basically the same or are there any differences? We send the same letter to everybody. Okay. And you can make an adjustment um, for a specific target audience. Like if this, you know, you really want to hit women's shows and you want to hit men's shows and you really want to appeal to them differently, then you can, you know, make subtle changes to it. Okay. All right. We're ready to go on to virtual summits. Yeah. All right. So virtual summits just to make sure everybody knows what those are. That's where a host gets a group of other people together to talk on similar topics under a theme. And all of those other people also send the announcement of this event to their whole audiences. What that means is that everybody in the, who are participating as guest presenters are being introduced to new people they would never have found any other way because they're coming in from other people's lists. They are a list building goldmine and they will often allow you to talk about your book um, or your programs and you can either, and they, almost all of them are a free offer at the end. On a rare occasion you can sell, but the host usually takes 50% on it. Um, in most cases, it's simply a, a, uh, an opportunity to get people in free and to promote your book at the same time. <clears throat> and so um, it's an, a, a great way to augment what you're doing on radio and podcasts with targeted audiences of people that are specifically interested in the kind of content that you speak to. And <clears throat> when you are proposing yourself to virtual summit hosts, there are certain things that you want to do to make sure that they invite you, they, they invite you or that you get invited on to the summit circuit. Because once you are known as a good um, summit partner, you will get more summit invitations. I mean, I get them all the time. And frankly, I can't do all the ones that I get. So here are some of the things that you need to know. The first thing is you need to have a great pitch that again, is kind of like your, your others, but it's much more specific to the theme of what that host is doing. When you propose yourself, you wanna say, okay, here's how this, what I do fits into that theme. 
So you take an existing presentation or and tweak it so that it really appeals to that host for this subject matter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or you create an entirely new presentation that would be ideal for this particular group. Um, the next thing is you need to have a mini media kit. Should they say yes? Which they don't need the massive media kit you're doing for pod, for the podcast hosts. They need something short, which gives um, a short description of what you're going to present. And again, a snappy title, one paragraph or two, and then three or four or five takeaways. Um, then a short version of your bio that's not more than three paragraphs. Two to two to three is great. Even two is even better. Um, and then your social media links, your free, uh, your um, uh, website, and then your free offer, a description of your free offer and a link to it. And that's all they need to get, they're gonna, cause they're gonna copy and paste that information into various different places to promote you. So it's gotta be easy, something that they can easily condense and utilize in different ways. The next thing, and this is the most important thing I'm going to tell you. <clears throat> the biggest complaint I hear from summit hosts is that they will say, I put on a summit, I allowed this person in, and they never did the co-promotion. Now, that is the fastest way to get yourself uninvited to this, to this summit world. If the word goes out that you are a deadbeat part participant, you'll never get booked. If you, on the other hand, agree to do all the promotion that they say, three solos, uh, social media, whatever it is that they want you to do, if you fulfill that, you're going to be golden. The next thing is you got to have great content, really good content. It can't be a sales pitch the whole time. It's got to be something that en enlightens, educates, inspires that audience. And you are going to have your, I mean, if it's a book, in some ways you're going to be, it's, a, it's all sales pitch, but it's a subtle sales pitch for the book. But if it's something where you're going to offer something at the end, don't forget, you're going to get them, to, you know, it to opt in at the end. So that's, that's where your actual salesmanship will go in when you make that offer at the very end. And the host will always say to you, so tell us what you have today for, for our listeners. And then you can really uh, introduce that. So, um, and then one of the issues with uh, virtual network, vir virtual um, summits is that uh, some of them do, not all, but some of them do have minimum list size. So it really behooves you to build your list as much as you can so that you will qualify for more summits. And usually that minimum, minimum list size starts at two to 3,000. So the more people you have in your list, the more likely you are to be able to qualify for the various different summits. And when we do Speakertunity summits, we always tell you what the qualifications, the requirements are of that summit so you can see if you're a good fit for that. So that's virtual summits. Um, and I can go on to virtual networking, but I wanted to see if you have any questions, Judy. I guess it's not so much a question as um, I've been on a number of virtual summits and I think what the the effectiveness of your your time and participating in the summit 
has as much to do with your follow-up than with anything else. If you're not gonna follow up with the leads you get from your free offer, then it's probably not gonna be worth it for you. So you have to pay attention to what are you going to do to nurture these leads um, beyond the, the free offer that you're providing. An absolutely perfect point. That is exactly true. Um, and, and, and we'll and talk about that too when we talk about virtual networking because that's exactly the same. Yeah, there's a cost to being to getting involved. I mean, there's all the preparation and there's the, the media kit and then there's a, the landing page and all that stuff. And, um, yep. you know, if you only get a handful of people, that's not very good. So you have to have a really good offer. And if you're going to be giving them something for free, then you're not going to convert them into paid customers and right. are going to nurture them. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So <clears throat> I'm going to talk about something new that's becoming really very cool. And this is not where you're speaking like a full presentation of you know, 20 minutes to an hour. This is where you have a, an ability to take your elevator pitch, your, your quick sales pitch about your book and introduce it to dozens and dozens and dozens of people, pretty much sort of one-on-one. -on -one. And it's become the new alternative to in-room networking. When you used to be able to do this and go to a B&I meeting or a spiritual center or whatever, and to meet with people and network and grow your community of whatever it is, you can't do that anymore. Um, at least you won't be for a while, unless it's virtual, which is great, and you know, virtual speaking opportunities. But the best way to do it is all these virtual networking opportunities that have come along, where an organizer gets together and for the sole purpose of meeting new people and bringing new people together and let you introduce each other. So sometimes if it's a small enough group, you get to, in, everybody in the group gets to introduce themselves to the entire group, but a lot of times it's breakout meetings. I've been in a number of three-day uh, conferences, basically, that occur regularly, where you have anywhere from 10 to 20 breakout meetings over those two, two days. And figure if you're talking to eight people in those breakout rooms, you're talking about, you know, anywhere from 80 to 150 people, where you're individually telling that small group what it is you do and allowing them to follow up and say, oh, I'd love, love to know more about what you do. Or we, you know, we would be great partners or my community would love your book or gee, I'd like to read your book. And all of those opportunities are something that you can take advantage of doing virtual networking. Now I do this all the time and I'm always getting clients. It is very, very cool. And uh, I love doing it. I'm always new, meeting new people. And for me, I get great new joint venture partners like Judy Weintraub. Right. And uh, that's how we met, actually. Um, and so um, you need to start thinking about this as part of your marketing arsenal as well. Um, and one of the things, as I think I mentioned, we've identified now almost 170 of them, uh, about 40 that are just for women where you can go in and 
start making connections. And so that is a new great way to market yourself in today's world when you can't get in a room to, you know, you're not going to hand somebody your business card. So you're going to put it in the chat box instead. And that's a little key piece of, um, of advice for you. Make sure that you already have everything that you put in the chat box on a Word document so that you can copy and paste as you go into each of those chat rooms, as opposed to having sit there and put it all in by hand. And remember that on Zoom, in the chat box, it's not a live link unless you put in the HTTPS colon backslash backslash first. Then they can actually click on it from the chat box. So it's really critical that you do that. Um, if you're really interested in, excuse me, attracting new 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 uh, clients and new book buyers in your marketplace, and and we've got you know in addition to the kinds of events I just told you, we've got national organizations that have opened their local chapter meetings to um, newcomers. Normally, you'd have to pay and be part of their group, and they're saying come in for free or come in for low, low cost. Well, these are all no or low cost uh, op options that I'm talking. Um, and we've identified all kinds of different kinds of organizations that are doing this. So, and some are local, some are national, um, some are international, and all different ways. And so, it's a great, it's a, it's a good way to get started. Um, and uh, and so those are just, you know, the ways to stay out and get connected. And if you're looking for speaking gigs, you know, you can go to Google um, and put in your market and the kind of speaking gigs you're looking for or Meetup. That's a great resource or, or Eventbrite and see who's putting on events that you might want to reach out to for the next time. Those uh, um, another great resource is a directory of associations if you're looking for associations. And if you're looking for corporate, you go to LinkedIn. Um, you go look for either specific companies and executives in those companies, or um, you look for hashtag meeting planner or hashtag con a conference organizer, or conference planner, or um, different uh, 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 keywords to get to the kinds of people that you want to get to. So if you want to do it on your own, that's great. If not, we've got great ways to, you know, to get you to them a lot faster. Um, you know, by uh, just giving you the direct contact phone numbers and emails and letting you just make those contacts yourself. So those are all great ways to do that. Yeah, and for the um, for the virtual networking, and one of the great advantages is that you don't have to travel anywhere. You can just do it from your home office or, you know, if you're going into your office, you can do it from there. But just like you were talking about earlier for the uh, virtual stage, you do have to have good audio, you should have good lighting, um, at least from the waist up, you should be dressed appropriately. Um, and be prepared with that um, sometimes 30 seconds, sometimes one minute elevator pitch that doesn't sound salesy, but, um, but tells people who you are, what you do, and why it's a value. And two other points. <clears throat> You can make a free offer, give them your link when in, in your con uh, contact information. And in fact, I'm gonna give you guys a free offer here in a second. Um, and the second thing is just like you said, Judy, a few minutes ago about follow-up, you really need to make sure that you follow up with the people that you meet in these conferences. I keep a second screen open at all times 
when I'm doing virtual networking to make take that information off the chat box and put it in there. You can always save the chat box as well, but I automatically put it into my database a sheet so that I can see who I wanted to meet with, who wanted to meet with me, what they do, what their email, what their phone number is. So, and I highlight it in yellow or green if I'm going to want to talk to them afterward or they want to talk, talk to me. And I would uh, strongly encourage you to at least do two of those follow-up conversations a day. That way it will keep, you, keep them from getting out of hand and getting too far behind. Yeah, I do something very similar. I'll, I'll copy the information into a spreadsheet and then I'll go to LinkedIn and send them an invitation to connect. You never know whether the person that you meet on one of these networking events knows somebody who might need your services. So don't just limit it to the people that you think would be good connections for you. You also want to connect with as many of them as possible because they may know somebody that either could help you or might need your services. Exactly. I would absolutely agree. That is terrific. That's that's a ton of information in a short period of time, Jackie. I really appreciate that. Um, if there were something that you thought was really critical for people to take away from this um, this podcast, what would that be? Be visible. Don't hide your light under a bushel, as they say. Don't expect people to come to you. Be intentional about what you're going to go out and go after, and then really do that. I One of the things I tell you is <clears throat> book time in your schedule as if you were making an appointment with somebody else and use that time for outreach. Selecting your targets, making the follow and doing the sending the pitches, writing the pitches, sending the follow-up, doing the follow-up. Very good. Excellent, excellent advice. Thank you. And you had mentioned uh, that you have an offer for the listeners of this episode. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's an opportunity to get one month free access to our three subscription services, Speakertunity Speaker Leads, which was, has 120 leads all over North America every month that you can book yourself with. The second one is Speakertunity Radio Insider with 40 radio shows and podcasts a month. And the last one is Speakertunity Summits. And I'm going to give you a free month's access to all of that. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you where to go, but understand that you do have to put in a credit card for this. But before that 30 days is up, you're going to get an email that says you can stay in or you can opt out right now. We don't want to make anybody feel that they are stuck. Um, and um, you can pick one, two, or three. You can actually um, select all of them if you want. And here is where you go to get them. It's speakertunity.com forward slash free hyphen trials. It's, I'm going to spell it out too. Speakertunity, S-P-E-A-K-E-R-T-U-N-I-T-Y.com forward slash free hyphen trials. And you go there. And you're going to be getting 200 leads in that first month alone. So I would love you to take advantage of it. 
see if you like it. And maybe even you don't want to stay in speaker leads, but we've got your regional directory. We'll have 60 regional directories um, this year, coming this coming year in 2021. Uh, if we don't have your market right now, you can go to the bottom of the page and tell us what market you want. So that's Speakertunity Cities. So try the first three. See if you want to stick around maybe for Speakertunity Speaker Leads or maybe Speakertunity Cities might be a better fit for you with um, 1,800 leads, up to 1,800 leads in your own market. But we are totally flexible and we would love to be of service, however it might serve you. And kind of wander around the speakertunity.com page and see what else that might be of value to you. So, and we're always growing and always adding. We do consider ourselves a speaker and leader resource company. Yes, and it certainly does save an awful lot of legwork where you've got everything done for people in terms of, of the connections to make to get these speaking opportunities, whether it is on stage, virtual summits, radio, podcasts, whatever, uh, you're providing all of that contact information for people. Yes, they do have to put together their one sheet and their media kit and whatever, but um, you save them all that time of, of figuring out who to connect with. Well, and, and Judy, there's one other thing. You know, I've been talking all about speakertunity and the do-it-yourself, but there is our other option. If you do not want to book yourself on radio shows and podcasts, now this is not speaking engagements, this is radio shows and podcasts, we have that done-for-you service over at ConsciousMediaRelations.com, where we do everything for you, and then we offer you the 9,000 radio shows and give you a minimum of 30 guarantee on our top three program, top two programs. I mean, that's that's something that if you just want to get wash your hands of it or at least, you know, do part of the responsibility, but let us do the introduction. I'll write your pitch letter. I'll get it. I mean, that's a really exciting program for people who would rather just say, go go pitch me. And uh, and we, we are happy to do that. And we're always looking for clients. And what we say about our clients is that those uh, we, serve, we we bring to the world people who improve one's life, one's business or the planet. Uh, and if you fit into that category in some way, shape, or form, then you'd be an ideal client for conscious media relations. So we, we can fix you up both ways and get you out there in front of your ideal target audience. So I'm really excited about the fact that our mission is to help people get booked, and we can do that in so many different ways. Great. And that website, again, for the done for you was consciousmedia.com? No, it's actually consciousmediarelations.com. Like and you can also simply email me and we can have a conversation at Jackie at speakertunity.com. Very good. Well, you've certainly provided a lot of valuable information and your offer is terrific. If somebody can just get these 200 or so leads at no cost for a month, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. We, uh, we love to introduce our service to people and just think, you know, that's just one month. Think, think about what you get over the course of a year. If somebody wanted to continue beyond the one month, what are your fees for these uh, services? They're each $35 a month, but there's a bundle price of $85 for all of them. $35 a month does not break the bank if you just wanted one of them. Right. Okay. Very reasonable. Well, Jackie, thank you very much for being with us today. I appreciate your sharing all of this great information as well as your offer. 
And just let me repeat the, uh, the website to go to for Jackie's free offer is speakertunity.com slash free hyphen trials. And speakertunity is S-P-E-A-K-E-R-T-U-N-I-T.com. T-Y. T-Y.com slash free trials. Speakertunity.com slash free trials. Okay. Thank you so much, Jackie. I really appreciate your being with us today. It was a joy to be here, Judy. Thank you for this wonderful introduction to your community.